And I like to talk to you about what you can discover this Christmas. You know, uh, I always like Christmas. I love Christmas, and it's not because of the songs, not because of the meals. Well, maybe, maybe. But not because of the snow, not because of the lights, not because of the decorations. But I always love toys for Christmas. I do. I was that kid that even though my mom says, son, Christmas is not about get the gifts. I didn't believe it. It was always about the gifts. As a kid, you know, it's always about what you get. And, and you know, you're just so excited to open it up. And then, um, and, you know, but then as I got older, I started to discover something that I even... I hate it wrapping gifts. Ain't that right, Ellie? I hate wrapping gifts because Ellie's my go-to when it comes to wrapping gifts. I, I just say, Ellie, wrap this for me, you know? And, and um, I hate wrapping gifts. I don't like the, 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 the whole process of it. I hate hanging up lights on the house, even though I did it this year. I, I just, I don't like those things. But what I have discovered is that the more and more I love watching my kids get blessed at Christmas. It is such a joy. It is such a joy. And, um, and that's what I, I love about Christmas is just the, to watch them be so happy. And, um, and, and that's, that's what Christmas for me, I know, this, I'm, I know I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to talk about the story of Christ, and I, I will. But as a parent, it is just so exciting to, to see that. And, and I've discovered over the years how much I really do enjoy Christmas watching my family uh, be blessed. In the Gospel of Luke, Mary is about to discover the Christmas story herself as she has this encounter with the angel Gabriel. And uh, I'm going to read a, a longer portion of Scripture in Luke chapter 1. At verse 26, it says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a town Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor in God. With God you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How would this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And when Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her, own, her old age and she who is said to be able to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. And Mary answered, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Over 400 years of silence has happened between Malachi and Matthew, between the close of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New. The Jewish people discovered a lot of different things along this time of silence. They, they started to develop their belief in the afterlife. They started to increase their angelic activity in writing about angels. They started to have this major revolt against the, the Greek culture that was invading their life. And that's where the Maccabean War 
began and they even built the second temple during this time and their religious movement gave birth to the Pharisees. And every day the Jews wanted their Messiah to come and they, were, they wanted to be released from the oppression of the Roman government and to restore their own kingdom as God promised. Only one thing they got though, it was silence. Silence. And here is this young girl that was chosen by God and the angel Gabriel spoke to her and said the, that greetings you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Just before I continue in the message, I just want you to know that sometimes we go through moments of silence where we don't hear God. There are times when we go through moments and we ask God, God, we need a Savior. God, we need a Messiah. God, we need financial help. God, we need a physical healing. God, we need favor. We want to do this. We want to do that. But God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And nothing but silence. Silence. It's just like my daughter Olivia this morning. I heard her alarm go off. Silence. Then at nine minutes later, I heard the alarm go off again. Silence. Right? Because I knew that she was still resting in the Lord. And I woke her up. Olivia, let's go, let's go, let's go. Silence ended at 8.30 this morning. But the thing is, is that there are times we go through moments of silence. But I want to tell you something. God is always with you. God is always with you through those moments of silence. And I want to encourage you to know that you don't have to wonder. You don't have to question. You don't have to doubt. You must rely upon the fact that his love for you will never fail. If there's one thing I've learned over these last couple years as I go through my devotionals, I go through my journal and I'm reading what God has done over the years, one thing that I've really discovered over these last couple years is that his love never fails. And even though you go through periods of silence, God's faithfulness is always there and is so comforting. All of this setting that Mary is in takes place in a town called, in the area of Galilee, in the city of Nazareth. And Galilee was the northernmost region of the land of Israel. It was, the, it was distant, very far from the temple, very far from the places and the, the palaces and where the scribes would live. And there are times when it seems that your miracle is far away too. There are times when it seems that your miracle is beyond your reach. But God knows exactly where you are, and God sent his angel Gabriel to find Mary in the northernmost part of this town to tell her that the Messiah is coming. Mary is a virgin. She's waiting to be married to Joseph, and she was engaged to him. And this gave her legal standing. It was a binding contract. It was, it was looked at as almost as if it was marriage. She had the same legal position as a wife. And that's why Matthew tells us that Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her because she was pregnant and didn't want to expose her to public disgrace. And so he had in mind to divorce her quietly. They were just engaged, but he wanted to go through the process to find divorce. And it wouldn't be until after their marriage that they would finalize their marriage after they were finally married and Jesus was born. They finally finalized their marriage. Mary discovered certain things with this encounter. And I believe that we could discover certain things this Christmas too. First of all, Mary discovered that God's promises are never forgotten. And what you can discover this Christmas is God's promises are never forgotten. 
The Bible says in Luke 1.31, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will call him Jesus. You will call him Jesus. You know, I tend to forget things as a father. And uh, one time, um, you know, there are times I forget things. My wife asked me, go pick this up, go pick that up. And I come home with a toy and I forget the groceries. You know, I, I'm just a forgetful person. And if you know that if you, if you know me, if you ask me something, I write things down because I forget. Uh, but listen, as a father, how could you ever forget about your kids? It's just something you can't do. It's just inside of you. We came home from church one day and, and uh, Ellie was acting up and she was um, misbehaving in church. I know it's hard for you to imagine, but she was just a little stinker that day. And so we were going to deal with her. So we come home, we eat lunch, and we say, Ellie, I want you to go into your room. I want you to sit on your bed, and I want you to think about what you did in church today. And um, all of a sudden, a little bit later, I hear this voice coming down the hall from her bedroom. Can I get out now? And I said, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah, come on out. Yeah, come on out. The problem was is that my wife and I, we decided to take a nap. We watched the football game. We had dinner. And hours later, she finally came out. I would never forget about my kids. I'm, I forget things sometimes. And, and here are the people of God, the Jewish people who want a Messiah. And I imagine that over that 400-year period, there were people that thought God has forgotten about us. God has forgotten about us. But God never forgets. And the angel told her that they would have a son and they would call him Jesus, which literally means God saves. It was a promise that started thousands of years before. It was a promise that started all the way back in the book of Genesis where God said that I will bring an offspring and he will strike the devil's head. You will bruise his heel, but I'm going to send a seed. I'm going to send an offspring. I'm going to send someone who's going to restore the relationship that we have. Thousands of years later, that moment finally came. I want you to know that God does not forget his promises to you. God does not forget what he has promised you. He did not forget his promise to Joseph when he was locked in prison and God made him into the prince of Egypt. God did not forget his promises to Joshua when he walked around the walls of Jericho and he made the walls fall down. You know what I discovered or what it just came to my mind um, just this last week when I was reading in Joshua? I was reading about the walls of Jericho and the Bible says that the, the priests went around seven times a day, they blew the horns, the walls fell down and they went straight in. All right, so imagine that they didn't have to... They didn't have to climb over two-thirds of the wall. The Bible says they went straight in, meaning that it was an easy access for them. But do you remember the story of the spies that went into the city beforehand and they were being pursued and a lady named Rahab hid them and they said, listen, because you were kind to us, if you keep your word and keep silent, we will save you when God gives us the city. And so... She says, I will, and they told her, make sure you bring all your family in that day because when, when they're in your house, they're going to be okay, but if they're outside, they're going to be wiped out with everybody else, so make sure you bring, I will. And what does the Bible say? That she let them out with the rope, okay? She let them out with the rope. So I thought about that this week. The walls fell down. But if you had to let spot out of your window and you need a rope to let them down, how many know that it's probably not on the ground level? 
And so all this time I read this story and I just, for me, I never put two and two together. That God calls the walls to found, fall down, but yet because he promised through the spies that he was going to protect Rahab, all of the walls fell down except her place. How faithful is God? Even when you think that he forgets about your promise, even when you think and you hear and you're Rahab and you're inside this, this, this place in your room and you hear all of the walls starting to shake and all those things starting to crumble and they fall down and all of a sudden you open your eyes and you realize that the God of Israel has been faithful and promised, the promise he made through those spies has come to pass. I'm saved. God never forgets his promises. God didn't forget Paul on the ship when everyone thought they were going to die. He kept them safe and not, no one of them on that ship lost their life. God did not forget Jesus when he was on the cross and he raised him from the dead and saved him. God will not forget you. He'll never forget the promises he has made you. And I challenge you, I urge you to just get deep in your spirit that God will never forget the promises he's made for you. Psalm 105 tells us this, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he's pronounced. He remembers his covenants forever, the promises he made for a thousand generations. God remembers. You don't have to remind him. God remembers. And Mary discovered this, that God will never forget his promises. And you can discover this too. That if you trust in his commitment to you and his word, that he'll never forget about you. And the promises that he has given you will come to pass. God will never forget his promises. Not only did Mary discover that God will never forget his promises, but secondly, Mary discovered that God's promises never change. God's promises never change. Luke 132 says he will be great and he'll be called the son of the most high and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. God's promises never change. Despite all of the things that went wrong in Israel's history, God continued to preserve the line of David. And now Jesus will sit on the throne and will sit on the throne forever. And his kingdom will never end. God's promises doesn't change because of a wicked king. God's promises doesn't change because the nation rebels. God's promises doesn't change because Rome came in and overtook the Israel's land. God's promises never change. You know, people have a hard time in making decisions. People change their mind all the time. I, it's like when you go to McDonald's. And you're there in the drive-thru, you know, because everything's closed. You can't go in and eat. You're in the drive-thru. And you're behind that one car, and you, you can hear them out your window. What are you going to have? I'll have a... Come on, there's only four things on the menu. Let's go. You know, you know what menu, McDonald's menu hasn't changed forever. And so people sit there all the time. You know, you go to the post office and they ask you, well, what stamp do you want? I'll take a... Uh, I'm like, oh man, it's 55 cents. Just lick it, put it on there. Wait, we don't lick stamps no more. Anyways, uh, the thing is that people have a hard time making a decision. Um, my wife, she likes to shop, but she can't make up her mind. And so she'll hold up these two pieces of outfit and she'll say, which one, Pete, which one? You know, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. Just get them both and whatever one you like the best, you'll keep. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, I discovered she keeps them both. So we don't do that no more. People have a hard time making decisions. 
But God's promises for us will not change. When He speaks something, when He promises you something in His Word, or when He speaks something to you in your prayer life, and and you know that God has promised you something, He is not going to change His mind. Despite your finances, despite what the doctor says, despite what our nation is going through, despite everything in our environment, God's promises never change. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a human that He should lie, not a human being that He should change His mind. Does He not speak and then not act does he not does he promise and not fulfill god will never change his mind just like he promised that david's line would be forever preserved and that his kingdom will never end he fulfills that through his son jesus christ god never changes his mind god is faithful according to first corinthians 1 9 god is faithful god is faithful period god is faithful and he never changes his mind he's dependable trusting committed loyal to his word and his promises to us as his people god is faithful and he will never change his mind even though mary and joseph were living in a time where god was silent the prophets weren't saying nothing god wasn't speaking it was silent but god never changed his mind And you may be living in a moment right now, it seems like God is silent and his promises aren't going to come to pass. But I want to tell you that not one of his promises will ever fail you. On July 4th, 2019, having a very bad day up at family camp in Alexandria, Minnesota, I was sitting there in the service. I didn't even want to be there because I was so angry. I was so mad with the way things were turning out in my life. And I am sitting there, and it was during announcements. It was during announcements where God simply told me, not one promise I've ever given you, Pete, will fail. Every single one of them will be fulfilled. It was during announcements. You don't have to have the great fog machine and the laser lights and the band going and the, 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 the right atmosphere. It was during announcements where God just came into my life and reminded me that his promises never change. His promises never change because God never changes. Listen, don't let time, don't let silence, don't let circumstances or your environment begin to let you start to think that God is changing. He doesn't change. He is committed to what he has spoken. Not only is God committed and not only is God promises that will never be forgotten or never change, but finally Mary discovered that God's promises never fail. God's promises never fail. Luke 137, the angel Gabriel says this, for no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. Gabriel said this to Mary. Gabriel said this, the angel. Earlier in Luke, Gabriel was talking to Zechariah, who was the father of John the Baptist, and he told them, that I told Elizabeth that she's going to have a baby. And, and Zechariah is like, how can this be? I'm old and, and my wife, she's not young either, you know. She's, she's not of the age and how can this be? And this is what Gabriel said to, to Zechariah, that I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God. 
I stand in the presence of God. Gabriel is a witness to who God is. Gabriel is a witness, a first-hand witness that will testify that I stand before God. And when he tells Mary that no word from God will ever fail, the reason why he can say that is because Gabriel has the, has the experience. He has the knowledge of who God is because he stands there in his presence and he watches over thousands and thousands of years how God has been faithful to every single one of his people and God has been committed to his word and he will never fail them never and he never has God is faithful it's amazing when you have a witness that can testify it's amazing one day I was at the aquatic park and I was taking my family out to enjoy a, a nice summer's day and I was working two jobs at the time and you know and I was pretty tired so I thought hey I'm gonna go let the family go enjoy themselves I'm gonna go and just relax I got one of those you know lawn chairs and I'm just laid out you know it's not like I was working on my tan or anything but I was just enjoying a nice summer's day while my family got to enjoy the beautiful park and the beautiful day and and so I was sitting there and then all of a sudden this one kid this one kid decides to take this big old brick and just decides to throw it. And it ends up hitting me right on the shin. Right on the shin. Just, I thought I broke my leg. I woke up and I started screaming. The only problem is my family was there to witness to what happened. And they say it was just a pair of goggles that my son threw. I thought it was a brick. I thought my leg was coming off. I thought I was going to the hospital. I thought I was like Jason. I thought I was, I was hurting. I was, that's why I said your son is more of a man than me. Because I, I get hurt. You know, it's the thinnest part of my body. And it hurt. And, uh, but the thing is, is that when witnesses are there, they can testify. No, it wasn't a brick. It was just a pair of plastic rubber goggles, Dad. You know, it's like, okay fine if you say so you know and I just went home <laughs> okay but Gabriel's a witness who stands in the presence of God he sees he hears he witnesses what God has spoken and what God has done and that is why he tells Mary no word from God will ever fail no word from God will ever fail. Numbers 23 again says, God is not a human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? God is God who would never fail you. And every single promise that he has spoken to you, every single thing that he has given you, he'll never fail. Listen, I'm not Gabriel. I'm not an angel. I don't stand in the presence of God, but I know him. And I know that he is a God who has never forgotten what he has spoken. I know that he is a God who will never change his mind. And I know he is a God who will never fail you. He'll never fail you. And so this morning, I want you to hold on to God. I want you to put your trust in him. I want you to, to cling to the faithfulness of a God who is not like us. A God who is able, a God who has the ability and the capacity to do whatever is necessary to fulfill what he has promised you. And do you know why God has promised you? Just because he wants you to know that he's on your side. And he gives you that hope to continue to believe. You know, when, when we go after church, the boys, when, they were, when the boys were here, they, every, every Sunday, without fail, they would say two things. Dad, very good job today. That was the greatest sermon I ever had or ever heard. And, and, and Dad, can we go out to eat? 
I'm like, what? You know, you know, they're always buttering you up, you know, just to get what they want. And so there are times where we had to go to the store, we go out, and I would drive by the restaurant, you know, and I'll drive by, like, you know, going by Pizza Ranch, and you could hear the boys in the back, 10% chance, 30% chance. 50% chance, 75% chance, and then I drive right by the restaurant. 0% chance, you know? Listen, when God promises you something, there is a 100% chance it's going to come to pass. There's a 100% chance. And it's not because God promises you things that he just wants to get your hopes up and then let you down. No, he promises those things so that you can have faith in him. Because I'll tell you something, God has promised me things God has promised me things and everything around me has crumbled and failed. But I feel like Rahab and if I would just open my eyes, I will realize that even though the walls have come down, even though everything is destroyed, I am still preserved because of the promise of God. And that's what I want you to do to discover this Christmas that God's promises will never fail you. I don't stand in the presence of God, but I know him. And I will say the same thing that Gabriel tells you, no word from God will ever fail. Have that kind of faith. Let's believe in a God who loves us so much. Amen?